We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture, literally. Everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. It's about a thing. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Hello. Hello. It's me. (laughs) You are listening to the featured podcast of the week, Brunch Culture. Hello. I feel like you just really have to randomly say that this week because the Adele song came out. Just. You got hello. Man, I've been doing it, but don't nobody ever notice. Like when when people call me, I'd be like, "Hello," and everybody just start talking. I'd be like, "Dang, y'all missed it!" Like I was. You know what? I think <laughs> it's because a lot of times when you call people, we are so a multitasking generation that sometimes when people pick up their phone, it takes them a while to like focus on the conversation, even though they say hello. Have you noticed that? Dang, as you say that though, because I was I was actually reading this article, and this is real bad. Don't judge me. I was reading an article while driving, and then I got a phone call and realized that my mom was talking to me, and I had I missed everything she said from like the first thing she said, and after that I wasn't paying attention because I was still trying to read the article while at the same time driving. I wasn't driving that far. I wasn't like, and I was on the highway too. And I feel like it's a little different on the highway because like you don't got to stop and no pedestrians should be crossing the street and all that stuff. But don't text and drive. It's bad. But I wasn't texting. I was reading. But because uh, yeah, that's better. <laughs> I mean, I, but I'm the person. I know how to do it the proper way. Because usually what I do is I have a, I have a, a cell phone mount for like a GPS. For my cell phone, so I can mount my cell phone up there. So if I'm reading, then I just like read with it up there, and I just what? like you don't let Siri. I, I let Siri read articles for me while I'm driving. No, I get annoyed. I just like to read. So I tried. I'm actually trying to. I want to try this subscription of Audible because I've heard a lot of stuff, good stuff about it. The app that I use, Pocket Pocket, will actually read apps. I mean, read articles to you. But I don't like, like, it literally reads the whole page. And I'm like, I don't want to hear all this stuff. And then, like, for me, I like to read it and be like, what? And, you know, go back and be like, oh, I'm going to read this part again. I just, I don't know. I just like to do it myself. I'm a DIY kind of guy. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, just let me know if you can be, like, anywhere near me while you're doing it. (laughs) And then, um, you know, I have no problem. And anybody who's a law enforcement that's reading this, it's a hypothetical. This doesn't happen in real life. This doesn't happen. Yeah, he just we we're doing a make believe. Um, I was make believe driving and make believe. Um, I wasn't texting and driving though. Though that campaign says no texting and driving, not no reading and driving. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, we don't. We're going to move on from this and talk about uh, Uncle, Precious. Yeah. Precious. <laughs> See, you rude. The, the girl name is Gabby Sidibe. Gabori Sidibe. Y'all always calling this girl Precious. It's Gabori or Gabby? It's it's Gabby for short, but her real name is, I believe, the, the proper pronunciation is Gabori. See, you can't be adding stuff. I'm already struggling with Gabby and Precious. That's a shame. You, you ain't right. You know... Precious. 
today she got her groove back on Empire this week. And, um, you know, a lot of people is going in on her and memes, you know, being read. I didn't know. I just, you know, I don't, I think it's good that, you know, they're showing, you know, that, you know, plus size women, um, in a more, in a better light, instead of just showing them in like a comedic role where they don't really have love interest or their love, her love interest is actually attractive. And sometimes they don't do that for plus size women on TV. So shout out to them. I'm sorry, Gabby. Or what is it? Gabor? It's, G- it's Gabori. Gabori. Her full I'm, name is Gabori. I I'm sorry. I really want to. I really want to remember your name because every time I see you, I just think of Precious, and that's real ignorant of me. I'm sorry because I know you have real names out. People have real names outside, but you know, I still refer to what's the the uh, the lady on um, How to Get Away with Murder as Jean Grey, and this ain't X Men. So you know, I, it's not just you know Precious. Yeah, I, I mean, just Jean Grey though, like. It, but it's X Men, X Men, and like X Men is so. I mean, that you you think about X Men from your kid, your childhood. Like I, I was a kid and I loved X Men. But Precious is kind of like you know this is, and it's kind of like Precious was this character that was so in such a horrible situation. See, you know, in my defense, I never really, I movie. never watched the movie. You never watched the movie Precious? No. Yikes. I it's never a watched great movie. It. It, I actually saw it. I remember going to see it. <laughs> Me and my ex girlfriend went to go see it, and I laughed. The whole I heard it was about. I heard it was like really it sad. Was, How did you a, laugh? So, but I only laughed because a lot of the things that was so shocking and heart wrenching for a lot of people. I'm kind of like besides like the you know the rape the rape scene or the topic of being like molested and, and raped and stuff like that. That's not, of course that's not funny at all. But like when she stole the chicken and went running, it was the funniest thing in the world. Like some of the stuff that she would say to people or people would say to her, it's funny. But for me, I realized my humor is a little different because of <laughs> the the environment that I grew up around is kind of like in my hood. People say all kinds of crazy stuff. Like we, I didn't grow up in this very like real nice and PC you could you would I mean you could hit anything somebody say anything and it really was you had to learn how to fend for yourself so like it just reminded me it really took me back to the place of like how my sisters joke on each other or how we like just kind of clown on each other all the time and people the average person would hear us and be like man that's so wrong you know it's offensive and you're calling this person names but we just kind of like it's a joke man get over it like it's not even that serious nobody whatever like you gotta it's about to come back how you gonna come back and get them again like that's just what it was not really funny but shout out to empire though for this week this past week i thought the episode i had never even again not something I've, i thought about and i realized when they made a connection i think it was huffing huff post wrote this um someone huff post uh wrote this piece about how it was su- such a great thing that uh, Gabby Sidibe was able to be portrayed in like a, a light where she is seen as someone that's attractive and that's sexual because oftentimes women are, big women are kind of like the funny people and they compared it to like Bridesmaids or um, Pitch Perfect. And you think about when you think about those two movies, the fat woman is 
just kind of like the funniest person. And I never thought about it in that way. And I'm like, oh, wow. And so, of course, Gabby Sidibay came back and, you know, she kind of was like, hey, I'm doing my thing. And I felt great and I loved it. And, yep, big women can be sexy, too. So I thought it was dope. Shout out to Empire. Yeah, I still don't watch y'all. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's, I, but I, I'm, I I'm gonna, what they're doing, but I mean, you know, it's not, yeah, I see, I, I, there's some, some aspects of Empire that I appreciate. And then there's certain, some things that I'm just kind of like, can, I just want us to get like a good storyline or get a good topic, a good relationship and like develop it all the way. Let's like walk through and make me feel connected to this character or connected to this relationship or connected to this new business venture like I've seen you work at it I've seen it I've been watching you develop it so it's kind of like it is there I mean I don't know sometimes I feel like Empire is just like up and down all over the place and I'm like yo I, what, where did this happen where this person went like the question I've had all, all season is where's the little girl like J- Jamal Lyons supposed to have a daughter where is she they mentioned her in one episode but I haven't seen her at all like I don't know you should write them and say hey where that little girl at eh I'm good <laughs> well you know Uncle Ben Uncle Ben Randall actually made the I've never thought about Uncle Ben when I thought of Ben Carson until Randall mentioned it to me and now when I think of Ben Carson now I think of Rice um, so thank you, Randall, for really, you know, now I can't, I, now I associate Ben Carson with rice, which is sad, but again. Uncle Ben rice is good, though. Uncle Ben's brown rice is the best. It is good. I, I eat it's it. It's amazing. He actually kind of does look like Uncle Ben. Um, You know, let me pull up a picture of this, man, because I haven't, I, when you said that, and you actually, when you sent me that picture, <laughs> after I told you about it, you sent me that picture. I don't even... I was like, I don't necessarily know if they look alike. I just thought about it because I think Ben Carson is one of those people is like, I respect you because of what you've done. You're so successful. You're great. But uh, this whole politician presidential thing, sir. Yeah, he was like in the he was like he had such a great image for everybody until he started becoming a politician. Like we loved him as a, a surgeon. And it's just like everybody hates him as a politician. Yeah, we just need you to chill. I think it's because I don't know where the disconnect for me is. I don't know if it's the fact that he talks so slow that that frustrates me. His talking frustrates me. Um, <laughs> that's number one. Um, in addition, I feel like he's just disconnected, and it further proof of his being disconnected was him launching a rap song for a campaign to reach millennials yikes yo i'm looking at this picture i just pulled <laughs> up like the official like being carson i think this is when he was a surgeon and i'm looking at the picture and like it might even just be the angle that he's taking but it does look like he could progressively age until uncle ben see hey i wonder does he have stock in that rice the rice good though. The rice good. I mean, maybe he should have employed that instead of this rap song that you talked about <laughs> that I refuse to listen to. I'm just not. You should listen to it. Good, bro. I I don't understand why people think it's so frustrating when people are like, oh, we want to engage the millennials and we want to engage the young people. We're gonna do a rap song. Like, 
A, all millennials are not like crazy about rap music and B, like, don't you think we we don't just like rap just because it's rap. We like authentic art. Like, don't just try to put a hard beat or something crazy behind and be like, oh, the kids gonna, you know, they really gonna be rapping this. No, we gonna listen to that trash and be like, alright, why are you okay and then it's going to become the butt of a joke as opposed to or it's not even going to be paid attention to for that that matter like people just gonna be like, i don't even want to hear it i eat myself i'm good yo yeah and and i i want to i want to play a snippet for y'all i'm ben carson and i approve this message you lying. <laughs> you lying, yo. That nobody did that. That's not a real thing. He like, wants to reach black millennials. So um <laughs> is it, I feel like there's uh um Adele's hello is really great. Um <laughs> What else do we have to talk about today? <laughs> the uh, president is removing the box. Yes, removing the box. An incredible thing. I think, you know, along with removing the box, we I wish we could remove some people from this primary election race. I don't even This 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 uh this uh song really messed you up, didn't it? It really took your focus off. I mean, I'm 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 angry with you that you even played it. I just I feel like I thought you cared more about my feelings than that. Like, I felt like I had to, I only played like five seconds because it's I mean, it's like a minute long. Of my life that I could never ever get back. Unfortunately, I'll never be able to get that that back ever. I'm, you know, Robert Donaldson. They did a whole story on NPR about the man behind the Ben Carson rap. Who would even agree to do this rap? Who is this guy? He's a Christian rapper. That explains it. A self-described Republican Christian rapper. He's not just a Christian you rapper. Know what? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Now I'm gonna go a step further with my definition." A self-described. This is real life, y'all. This is on NPR.org. A self-described Republican Christian rapper, aspiring mogul, joined NPR's Michael Ta- Martin to talk about the story behind the song. So somebody and he said being a follower of Christ you accept the good and bad so whatever people's opinions are of it good or bad I welcome it now it's a conversation on a national level that we should have and should have had a long time ago so removing the box I think that removing the box <laughs> is such a really great thing um, I think that we have people that have paid their debts to society and they deserve to be considered and they deserve the a true opportunity to get back um i don't even know i'm i'm at a, i'm really at a loss for it. <laughs> yeah i really i'm i'm excited that um potus has really uh stepped up with this um on about this because this has been an issue and i think people have you know paid paid their paid their debt to society when they ex- went through their jail time and they can't they get back into crime because there's not jobs available 
And I'm not talking about just jobs where you're going to be minimum wage. No, a job where you can actually support your family. A lot of people who go to prison have families and children and they need to support them and they're not going to be able to support them. They can't, you can't support yourself on minimum wage, less long a family. So we need to, if we're going to help and better our society, the box has to be removed. So I, shout out to POTUS for taking that initiative and doing that. Most definitely. I think in one of the things I did, and I, I, we, we talked about this before, but one of the, the research projects I had to do in my master's program was about recidivism and, and prison reentry programs. And the, one of the biggest barriers um, that would we you, they would see in like large numbers of people that would end up going back to prison was the barrier of entry into the job force. Right. So you'll have a lot of people that. They end up in a lot of prison, well, earlier prison reentry programs, um, which shout out to you, you. I can definitely give credit to George Bush, who actually put a lot of money behind that, um, focusing on it. But I, I mean, it was and it's very premature. So a lot of things have to develop. But he put money and resource resources behind these prison reentry programs. But oftentimes a lot of people were just getting skills and they would have basically like this one position or one job that they were almost promised. And if that didn't come through, then they was just kind of just left out there. Um, but one of the things that you would see so many of those people going back into prison was that they weren't able to make money for themselves right and so oftentimes they're being placed right back into the same community going right back around the same influences that got them into prison in in the first place and their only way was just like go for what i know right so you end up going back to jail or back to prison most of the time back to prison for some low small level offense again because you're around the same people so i think Removing a box again is not going to guarantee that these people are going to get jobs, but it's going to be at the, at least at the federal level, it's going to be a better opportunity for them to be really considered for what they bring to the table. And hopefully you'll start to see, we see all the time where federal positions take a certain stance, the federal government will take a certain stance, and then you'll start to see more private industry jobs start to change and bend. To match those because, of course, you know, you don't want to be the only man that's standing that's not giving people opportunity. So I think this is going to be a great thing. Um, I do think it's something that we should be talking about. And I think that it's something that over time will continue to develop like everything. I'm, I always say that, you know, a, a good policy um, is it's a policy may be good, but it can always be refined. There's also there's always more things that we consider and always things and more people that we consider as well. So I think it's going to be dope. Yes. So we're going to take a break before we go into our main dish. We'll be back. It's our main dish. Our main dish. I feel empowered. Like, if this man, this Ben Carson man can do it, I'm about to cut me an album. I just feel like, let's... I'm a, you know what? Since Every we, time I think about it, I'm speechless. Why is this... Who in their right... But this shows, honestly, though, like, for real, for real, this shows how detached these people are. <laughs> 
from real millennial <laughs> how on god's green earth did you think that somebody was going to listen to but that but they must not even be hiring millennials to do their uh marketing I don't even. They can't be hiring anybody to do it. Like, I don't even think that's somebody's job. It literally is just like somebody come up with a random idea and it's like, oh, let's just do that. Let's try that. Let's just try anything that'll happen. We don't know because it. You can't possibly. Nobody with a brain would possibly think that this is okay. You can't. You just you. But we are. We are. We are talking about the same person who came out. To lose yourself, Eminem. You remember he did that at his um when he came out as running for president with the choir. Oh, you you told me I didn't see it, but you, I remember you told yeah, me. Yeah, so I, I mean he has a history of bad decisions with rap and you know, trying to connect. So I mean I feel like lose yourself is a lot better than whatever that was you just played for me. But moving on to our main dish. Um, cause yeah, our main dish. So one of the things we want to talk about today, um, well, the thing that we want to talk about today, um, is something that is, is, has been very interesting. And I think that, you know, it's not the idea of the topic is nine to fives. And we talk about, um, everybody has a nine to five or everybody has, most people have had a nine to five. And one thing that I see it, be it from, either the breakfast club interview with dame dash or you know people that i know that are pursuing entrepreneurship or doing like less traditional taking less traditional roles or finding less traditional jobs um they always take this position of nine to fives as if it's like the worst thing in the world and it's so horrible and nine to fives are just like you know oh i don't want to work a nine to five and you know, all these people that work a nine to five, y'all just like wasting your lives away and how you just going to work for the man. And you ain't trying to better yourself. You ain't trying to be nobody. And it, it just for me, it's one of those things that I'm always. I A part of me tries to understand what they're saying, because oftentimes the biggest argument in those things are, well, in order to have real wealth, then you have to have ownership. And, you know, you have to you can't work for somebody. Somebody's not going to pay you um, what you're worth. You have to be able to pay yourself. So yada, 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 all those things. And while I hear it, I just what I hear constant consistently is like kind of this negative tone towards nine to fives and. You know, I don't it just doesn't sit well for me because I know some people that have nine to fives that quote unquote nine to fives. And when I say nine to fives, I'm saying like you actually work for someone else, not like a actual you got to clock in at nine and clock out at five. Because, yeah, I'm, I that that idea, you know, I ain't going to shoot myself in the foot, but it's a that's a little rough. But when people say nine to five, it's just really the idea of working for someone else. And as I was saying, I know people that work for other people, quote unquote, but have been able to do some incredible things in their careers and with their lives. And they have a lot of impact and a lot of decision making. Um, and, you know, even myself and my experience post-graduation has been, I mean, I've worked nine to fives, but I've learned a lot of stuff and I've honestly been in some places and in a place to make some really pretty cool decisions when I think about it and I just kind of think like oh and I've shared that you know off the record with you like sometimes I'm just like man like 
I'm a decision maker. So it's really cool, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that I learned. So I just it just kind of rubs me the wrong way when I hear people talk about nine to fives, because I think that to the young professional, it's like a slap in the face to many people. And it's almost like saying that somebody is less talented or less capable or less successful because they have a quote unquote nine to five. And I don't, you know, I just don't really think that it's, I don't think it's right. But then I think too, that you're missing, you're missing it, right? Like people that have that type of mentality, you really miss what success and work and life and education, if you will, is all about. Um, I think that if you're only thinking about, well, I gotta be, I gotta be an entrepreneur because I'm gonna make money, yada yada yada. Like I feel like you're missing the whole piece, and I just I don't know. I just it's, just, it's something that really kind of has gotten to me, and I think lately I've been hearing it a whole lot. I've been hearing it, you know, over and over again from from people just in random conversation. It's not something I bring up, but it's something I sit to myself and I take back. Um, me and one of my best friends, we have this conversation about it all together, and it's kind of like you know. It was one of those things that bothers me because I'm a person that I, I'll start to take things personal. I think about my mom and I'm like, my mom still works a nine to five and she works hard and she busts her behind. But because of that, I've learned so much, you know, from her. And I've been able to like look at her and look at her work ethic and look at, you know, her ability to to show up and to perform and say, man, like. That's something that inspires me in every aspect of my life and everything that I put my, my hand into. So I just, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that bother me. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> a lot of people that become entrepreneurs become that because they hated their nine to five. So it's kind of hard. People sometimes make their experience the experience for people across the board. When in reality, a lot of people who work nine to fives love, love their job. And so if you love what you do, don't discredit someone who does something else because somebody could be completely content as a sweet sweeper. And then there's somebody who owns a a Fortune 500 company and hates their job, you know, so you being an entrepreneur doesn't guarantee money and it doesn't guarantee happiness. And you being and working in a nine to five doesn't mean you'll be miserable. You just have to find whatever your purpose is and do it. And I mean, your purpose can fluctuate at one time. You could own your own. And then in another time, you could work for someone else. I think about an example like Jay-Z, Jay-Z owned Rockefeller. But then there was a time after owning Rockefeller that he worked at Def Jam as president. Um, he went from entrepreneur to working from some for someone, and I think you, as long as you're doing what you want to do, look at POTUS. He works for the people, Congress. The most powerful man on on the earth w- is working at a job. Congress, they make the decision. They're working at the Supreme Court, so you have to find whatever your purpose is and what you're passionate about. And I think sometimes when people are in a place of happiness, they like to demean something else because it's not what they would prefer. And I don't think that that's the right thing to do. Do whatever you're placed on earth to do and do it with all your heart and make sure you're doing what's, what's, um, what works for your purpose statement for your life. If you know what you're supposed to be doing, if that fits your purpose statement for your life, Hey, by all means do it, but don't look down on anybody. If that's not their, their goal It's stressful to be entrepreneur. They might not want that stress 
they might want to, you know what I'm saying? That people pick things for different reasons. And you have to, and just because you're an entrepreneur now doesn't mean you won't be working later. So you you can't be so dogmatic about, you know, entrepreneurship and nine to five because you have to fluctuate and be flexible because you never know what life will throw at you. Exactly. And I think it's so funny that you say that because one of the things that I always think to myself and I tell, was telling my friend this, I was like, when people, when I hear people that are in an entrepreneurial lane that talk about that, they're always the first thing that they mention is like, you know, I've I've read and I've learned and I and I decided to become an entrepreneur because you know I want to be able to make the most amount of money possible and I really want to be able to build wealth for my for myself and for my family and they start to talk about this idea of earning potentials and which is great, right? So if I look at you and you have an you are an entrepreneur and, and one could say, well, you know, if I stay in this lane the, i have the potential to make more money than you but honestly earning potential is just like normal potential we say this all the time like if that potential is never activated if that potential isn't you know something doesn't come behind that that potential that actually makes it prosperous then you'll be 50 60 70 80 years old with the same earning potential meanwhile you have a person that was working a quote unquote nine to five that's excelled in their career that has become you know someone that is an expert and that can start to do consulting work and that may even say hey you know what I'm 50 years old I have all of these years of experience let me actually consult to this person consult to that person and then they can shift into an entrepreneurial lane and completely always kill your earning potential right mm-hmm. so for me it's just it's it's one of those things that I always say when I hear people do it, it starts to make me question, do you really, are you really happy with where you're at? Are you really happy with what you have? Because another thing that I've I've found and that I've experienced it in one incident uh, for sure is that a person is intimidated by what another person is able to do. And so there is this idea of, well, let me help. Let me boost up my, my what I've done and kind of like to kind of denigrate, like downgrade what you've done or downgrade what other people have done, because I don't think it's that valuable that, you know, you have an education or I don't think it's that valuable that you've been able to obtain this in this arena. And it's like kind of like. <laughs> I mean, like, if you happy with you, then just be happy with you, you know, like, you don't have to like, you don't have to look at someone else's quote unquote nine to five or someone else's quote unquote experience and say that, you know, it's not what you, it, well, it's not the way to go or it's not, that's not the best route to take because it's like, honestly, you probably can't do what this person can do, right? You have, you've had a person that goes to this quote unquote nine to five and that really, really performs and that really has a talent and a knack for this and really is able to, you know, succeed in this arena, it doesn't make them bad, you know? Um I just Yeah. I, I think sometimes and I'm quoting a lot of I don't know why these last two shows I've been quoting a lot of Jay Z. Uh but <laughs> on his I I I watched his Breakfast Club interview like three times. Um, but he said, he was like, you, people's success makes other people feel a certain way about themselves. So instead of it inspiring them, like, oh, you're successful. I'm going to strive to be like you. I'm going to strive to be, then your success means their failure. So they got to try to do something to shade your success. Um, 
or diminish your success so they'll feel better about themselves. And that's just human nature. Instead of it being aspiring, instead of saying, man, you work a nine to five, you're getting a lot of stuff done. You know, you have a salary I, I want. I have to shade you and say, you know what? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I might not make as much, but I got control. And it's just like, well, you know, why can't we just be great together? You do what you do. Exactly. I do what we I do. And why are we shading each other about what each other do? Why we can't just celebrate what you do? Your lane is nine to five. My lane is entrepreneurship. And at, at in different levels in our in our careers, one might make more than the other. One might have more stuff. But as long as we're happy and as long Gosh, as we have, yeah, it doesn't matter the amount in your bank account. It matters. Are you fulfilled? Are you living up to your purpose? Because I don't want to spend my whole life climbing a wall and getting to the top and realize I climbed the wrong wall. And exactly. so, you know, you have to be true. I keep saying it to your mission statement for your life. And a lot of us as young professionals don't know what we're placed on this earth to do. So we run in a rat race. And we jump on, I know people who jump on every entrepreneur bandwagon just because it can make money. You know, that's how people get hooked up in pyramid schemes. I'm about to, I'm about, you know, it'd be like, you got a passion for, uh, you got a passion for energy drinks or weight loss products? Uh-uh. But you know, I sat down with the people and they was like, this is the earning potential. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And you your own boss. And I'm like, but you don't even do this. And it was like, but this is how much money I can make. And I'm like, okay, that's a person who hasn't really wrapped their mind around, hey, do what you do for purpose, not just to make right. money. And right. um, so, you know, you have to be, you have to understand what you're placed on this earth to do and say anything, even if it's something that can make me a lot of money, I'm not going to do it because that's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sell makeup. I'm I'm not gonna be a Mary Kay representative because that's not. I'm not even like a. Just learn how to apply this. Put a little purple on your lashes. So you can. So I can. You. This is gonna be a side hustle. But if it's not your purpose and something you like to do, then why are you doing it? There's some people who love to do it. That's natural. Yeah, do that. But that's not something I'm gonna do. Right now, I know what I'm called on the earth to do, and I do those things. But anything else that's going to detour me from what I'm called, I'm not going to do it. I just, I, you know, sometimes you do stuff, and I've been through in that phase where you do stuff because the the earning potential, quote unquote, and I'm using my quote here, and then you realize you're not going to put all you have in it, and you never reach your earning potential because you don't really want to do it. Right. <laughs> so. And, you know, one other thing that and this is just for people that may have heard or have people that have said they've kind of like tried to, you know, ish on them working a nine to five or choosing not to be an entrepreneur. Because I remember being in this one at one time point in my life and talking to a friend and they were just telling me how, you know, they were really just spending all of their wheels and their extra time and extra energy trying to come up with like a business that they can start to make money because they they wanted to be an entrepreneur and at first i was kind of like oh yeah that's cool you should and then i remember getting to this point where i was just like but why i would much rather you you know educate yourself or 
go through go on like a trip to to discover what you like and discover your passion or you know read a book or talk to some people or shadow some people i think that's a bit more productive so that you can find something that you actually love and enjoy and want to do as opposed to like having these brainstorming sessions or going to all these conferences about like creating a creating a business and you have no idea what it is that you like and you want to do simply because you want to make money or somebody has told you that the way to financial freedom is just to be an entrepreneur and i'm 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 like you know i started thinking about it and i'm kind of like well you're getting this information from billy you realize billy's nine to five was and no shade to nobody's you know career path but billy's nine to five was at some smojo place where he wasn't a decision maker maker where he literally had like a script that he was supposed to read and he he got time he got clocked every time he got up to sneeze they'd be like oh you sneeze for three seconds all right now get back to doing whatever you know what i'm saying like there was no freedom he wasn't a decision maker he wasn't a leader he literally was kind of being micromanaged by somebody else so it was like you hate your nine to five because it was just a whack job it has nothing to do with people that are working for somebody else you didn't like billy never had this ability to to actually use his, his own individual knowledge to use his own creativity to g- be given an assignment or to be given like an end goal and say hey you get there however you want to get there but here's the goals we're trying to reach and you develop a plan and figure out how to get like billy has never gone through that so don't listen to billy's experience as to why nine to fives are horrible consider the source exactly you gotta like look at all things and i say all this on the whim of saying if entrepreneurship is your way like that's incredible i think it's wonderful if you can you know monetize a passion of yours or monetize something and be able to provide for yourself and take care of yourself. I think it's great. But I also think people that are able to use knowledge and skill sets that they have and turn it into something for a group of people. I have one friend that since graduate, since we graduated undergrad, she has been, she's worked for nonprofits and she's been in a leadership position, making decisions for entire groups of people. And and not just like a group of 10 entire communities. She's been involved with organizations that have given her a budget and allow her to impact these communities. And she's done it and she is extremely good at it. And so when I hear people like rag on nine to fives, I think about her and I'm like, yo, she is beasting it out. Yo, like, I mean, since and not not in the place where she just got there, she's been doing this since graduation and I have a number of friends that are in positions like that, where it's like you came in and you learned it and you did so well during your learning phase that you got put in a position where people like I entrust you with this amount of money. I entrust you making this decision. You make this decision and we'll move behind your decision because you're just that good at what you're doing. And it's not like, a oh, you're a waste of space and you're just like recreating this task, completing this task just because. So I don't know. I, I, I and think- I. Go ahead. I think it's important what you said. You hit on something key. Not having a leadership role at your job because you can't you can't develop a um, you shouldn't develop a business because you have an insecurity Um, because you you have you have no um, you you feel like you 
a, a title validates you. So you walking around handing people your business card like I'm the CEO of of this company and you don't have any revenue. Like right. and that's I mean it's cool because as an entrepreneur you're developing. You know what I'm saying? So you're but don't at, at some point you of course you when you're starting out you're not gonna have no revenue. But I, I see people who walk around. And they have to tell you their title, that they own this. And I'm just like, but it's nothing coming in. Like, you know what I'm saying? So why are we, why, why are you why so bent on the title? Why, why are we? more to tell me than it actually. Why are you fighting so they'll know you're the CEO of your company? You're the only employee. Like, what does it matter if you're the CEO? It's nobody else working there. It's nobody else on the team. What, what does it matter? Like don't <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? Don't let don't and I get it, you know, you you CEO, that's good. That's something to be proud of. But don't let don't develop businesses from because you have an insecurity. Because at the end of the day, you know, it it's not just about having a title, it's about doing the work, you know, entrepreneurs have to work their behinds off. And I've been in nine to five role. I've been in the entrepreneur role. So I understand both of them. So it's not just about saying I'm the CEO or I'm the CEO or I'm the CFO. What does that mean? Like do the work and let exactly. other people, let the work speak for you and, and worry about the titles later, you know, exactly. especially if you're the only person on the, in the organization it's just no need for you to walk around the organizational, boast- the organizational chart consists of your name that's it yeah and if you're telling us that you're the ceo or the president now on your website that's different because you know people don't know how many you know what i'm saying you have to look the part it's business you know what i'm saying but if you're walking yeah. around to your friends and they like what you the CEO of what? Okay, how many people? And then your friends is gonna look at you stupid. Cause honestly, if I was your friend, I'd look at you stupid. Like, why are you telling me this, dude? You the, you just started this company last week, and you the only, yesterday. and you the only person there. Why are you telling me you the CEO? Like, you know, clearly you have developed this out of insecurity. So, <laughs> so <laughs> let's work on our esteem and understanding our value outside of our work that we are still valuable people. Um, no matter where you work and that'll go a long way that'll help you in life just understanding your value outside of what you do because if you lose your job and you 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 about to die that means your worth was in your job and you can't you have to your worth has to be some outside of what you do because things fluctuate money fluctuates work fluctuates people fluctuate so your worth has to be in something greater yeah most definitely i think that Everything that you said is incredible. So I, more love to, to put a, a bow on this whole entire thing. It's just to understand the value of being who you are and the talents and the skill sets that you have and what you bring to the table. And that's what you should focus on and and be able to hone in on and know that I'm this individual that brings this to the table. So whether I'm doing it in an entrepreneurial way, whether I'm doing it in a nine to five way whether I'm doing it in, in a way of I'm consulting or whatever you're doing, I'm teaching it to somebody, I'm inspiring somebody. Those skill sets are what make you who you are. And I personally think it's incredible. I want to have friends that are entrepreneurs. I mean, entrepreneurs, Lord. I want to have people that are entrepreneurs. <laughs> I also want to have friends that work nine to fives. I want to have friends that are doctors and lawyers and and, and, and accountants and 
you know, chemists and speakers. And because I believe that there's we can learn something from everybody. I want to have friends that are parents. I want to have friends that, you know, they teach or they may be like a mentor and their entire they've been benefited a life in which that they can spend their time being a public servant and not making a lot of money and honestly they can't go on every trip that i want to go on and they can't go out and to dinner every time i want to go but they have these life experiences that are invaluable that when i go through something or when i have a child or when i have a, a struggle i can talk to them and they can say hey you know what i've dealt with somebody this way this is the way that i've i've done it i feel like those are the things that's the type of the circles that we should be trying to build and the places that we should be in. So you guys let us know what y'all think. Let us know what you think about nine to fives too, because again, we talk about these things, but I mean, maybe you are a person that thinks that nine to five suck and let us know why maybe you think nine to five suck. We can, as we learned last week, we will just have to agree to disagree, but I think you're going to have to come with some real fire. If you're trying to tell me that like, Oh, well, everybody should be an entrepreneur because then I start to say, so then when you need employees, who's going to work for you? <laughs> you oh, shoot okay. yourself in the foot. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's our main dish, yo. We'll be right back. Music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. Let's go. Well, now it's time for our toasted or roasted. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was new, right? Yeah, it is. You throw me off every time. You'd be like, now it's time for our. I'd be like, oh, oh we don't do that no more. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, See, we're keeping it fresh for y'all. Fresh. That's what it is. You but, really be thinking on our toes. If y'all could see the back, the behind the scenes of what be going on. <laughs> <laughs> really it's the interesting process we have here but it's it gets really? out <laughs> it gets out so um i'm really i'm having a good day i'm really happy today i don't know why that has nothing to do with my roast but i just wanted to say that uh, so today's roast i want to roast my um the lady who hit my car um on monday um i was in um, Orlando for a speaking engagement and I'm like I'm, a, I'm just like go to the mall and see if I didn't like the shirt I was gonna wear so I was like mm, let me see if they have something at the mall I had a couple uh, I think it was like two or three hours I had before I had to be um on stage mm-hmm. and I was like before I check into my hotel let me um stop by the mall because it's on the way turn in the mall old lady comes out of nowhere hits the right the front of my car so I'm like, dang, this is like so aggravating and inconvenient because I'm supposed to be on the stage in three hours. And so I followed the lady. I was like, because she, she rode off. She didn't even realize, I guess she hit me. So I followed her. She parked in the handicap space because she was elderly and she had a handicap sticker. So I was like, ma'am, you realize you, I knocked on her window. She was like, yes. Uh, I was like, ma'am, you realize you hit me. Oh, that's what that was. Ma'am, that's what that was. Are you are you serious? You could have took my life. My life could have been gone. I could have been dead sleeping in my grave. Well, not that's an exaggeration because they would have had damn bomb me and stuff. You know how that goes. But you know what? You get the point. And so I call up. This is what made me laugh. I call the police. Call the people. 
uh, at the the people that were taking care of my accommodation. I was like, I just got hit. It was like, you still gonna be able to <laughs> speak? I was like, yeah, I, I, the police should be coming out. So as I'm t- having these conversations, she uh, she comes to me and she says, um, well, since we got this free time, well, first she said, I gotta go pee. I said, okay, that's a lot of information because she said like that. So <laughs> she goes to the bathroom. She comes back. She was like, the police still not here? I was like, no. First of all, it's only been a few minutes. I just called them. So they sh- they're not going to be here that fast unless they were right around the corner. She was like, well, since we got some free time, I'm going to go return my stuff. What? So she goes and returns her stuff. Police come. He's like, where is she? It's like, she's in, she's in Burlington. He was like, well, can you go get her? Because I don't know what she looks like. And I had to go get her. She was like, all right, honey, I'm coming. I just got to. They're almost done. I'm like, ma'am, this is priority right here. You hit my car. You are inconveniencing me. You you taking care of the stuff you came to the mall to take care of. I can't even shop. And I got to get to my hotel, take a shower, change, and do all this other stuff. You're inconveniencing me, but I I couldn't help but laugh. That like that thing like tickled me, and I I think I was in a good mood that day, so that helped me. Cause I, if I was aggravated, that probably would have been really really ticked off. Um, but the blood of Jesus. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was that was an interesting experience. But you know, she had insurance. She got Geico, so they have already cut my check and. My car should be fixed next week. Um, so everything is good. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's it, it was interesting. I'll just say, I shout out to you for being a good person, for having a good heart, for praying every day. Um, <laughs> I just think that more than likely, my response wouldn't have been. You know, she's an old lady, so I'm quite sure I would have taken into consideration and I wouldn't have been disrespectful. But I'm not quite sure I would handle it as well if I had to tell you that you hit me and your response was like, oh, that's what that was. That tells me that you knew, you heard, you felt that something happened. You just didn't really care enough to stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had to come chase you down. And then the follow up is that. Well, you have some other things that are, I mean, not the fact that my car is sitting here damaged. Um, you just got some things that you got to go to the store and purchase or return or whatever you got to do in the store. And I mean, you hit my car. So I have to I have to be the one to stand here and wait on the police while you take, take care of your business, because your business is really, you know, I just those types of things would have been going through my mind. And I probably would have been like, you know, who's responsible for you? Um, you have children, a husband. Maybe, Maybe parents, parents. Where, where are they? they? Somebody has to get you off the road yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> um, <because laughs> I'm going to call somebody and we're going to get some, some lawsuits and we're going to try to get some things done because this ain't going to work. So, you know what? Yeah, toast to you. We'll do an additional toast to you. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to make my toast this week um, to you. I, <laughs> I, had a, I had a whole plan to toast to Lonnie Love, which... I think Lonnie Love's great. If you guys uh, see the clip, just do a search on Instagram for Rachel Dolezal. You'll see that she's on the reel. Lonnie Love is hilarious. She made this comment. Um, That's what I wanted to toast to, but I feel like I need to toast to Lisa. So this week, I'm going to toast to Lisa. Lisa is a great person. She prays daily. 
Um, to the best of my knowledge, she tries really hard to be a good person, to be consistent. Um, and, you know, I think that this roast that she just did proves to all of us the type of woman that she is. And I think she deserves to be applauded for that because, uh, you know, like I said, I would have realized that this woman was a little elderly and probably, you know, that would have reeled me in. They would have saw that she was elderly. That probably would have fueled them to go off a little bit more. <laughs> the fact that you're elderly and you're a reckless driver, and you're not only a reckless driver to the general public, but you are specifically a reckless driver when it comes to me and my car that I pay for it. You know, I just it just would have went differently. So yeah, I was just like, and I just paid my. You remember I told you I just paid my car off last it, month, it, it, and I've never got an accident. And I was like, as soon as isn't that like life? As soon as you pay your car off, more reason, <laughs> even more reason to give it to her straight, no chaser. <laughs> just paid the last payment last month. Just gave it to her. <laughs> a clean last payment. Gave it to him with a smile. And it was early. I paid it off early. See, all of those things. <laughs> the fact that you can think about all those things and still be like, I had to laugh. At it. I just think it, it just speaks to your character. And um, <laughs> you should be toasted for that. So toast to Lisa. We are toasting to Lisa this week. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> So we're going to leave you with this week's good vibe. The more you work at just being yourself, the more likely you'll feel purposeful and significant in your life. Wayne Dyer. And I think we've, we, that speaks to our main topic. Like, you know, feel, understand your purpose statement for your life and understand you have significance and, you know, live and be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Do what you're placed on this earth to do. Be yourself and realize that your worth is not in, in external things. You are uh, creating an image of God and your worth, you have value and your identity is not in things, but in who God has made you to be. Amen to that. Yo, I think that wraps up the show. That wraps up everything perfectly. As always, guys, we thank you so much for listening to Brunch Culture. Um, we love to interact with you guys make sure you hit us up on twitter at brunch culture and on instagram at brunch underscore culture make sure you also head over to spreaker.com and check out our feature we don't know how long it's going to be up there i think it's probably going to be the last day is going to be sunday um but check it out we've actually posted to our own individual social media and as well as to brunch culture social media i just think it's dope to pop it open and see that yo we are the feature of the week, uh, feature podcast for this week. I think it's incredible. So check it, head over and check us out there. Also check us out on iHeartRadio. You can download the iHeartRadio app, listen to radio, listen to some of your the best shows, and you can also type in the search brunch culture and we pop up. Um, hit check out our website as well, www.brunchculturebc.com. As always, you guys can email us. Um, it's brunchculturebc at gmail.com. If you have questions, you have topics that you want us to talk about or ways that you want to just further engage us. We are always working hard to bring you guys some of the best content and more content. So we want your feedback. We want to know what we can do to make things even better and just to get more connected with you guys. We love you. We thank you. Remember, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. <laughs>